Hi, everybody. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. This is Patrick Donahoe. Thanks for downloading this week's podcast. We have actually something that's very special this week. Uh, One of my mentors, Kim Butler, who's done some extensive work with Robert Kiyosaki uh, and a lot of other real estate and other professionals around the country, uh, did a a radio spot for us on the Real Estate Guys radio show out of San Francisco, California. And so I'm going to play that radio show here on the Infinite Banking Radio podcast uh, for you all to listen to. And she's going to discuss how real estate investors utilize the banking concept uh, in uh, in conjunction with their real estate investments. And so I hope you guys enjoy that and uh, feel free to, uh, to leave some feedback. We'll talk to you next week. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program in these turbulent times. Is your real estate working hard enough for you? And what else could you be comparing real estate to? Today, we're going to look at an interesting comparison on our radio show. Stay with us. This is the Real Estate Guys radio network. Are you struggling to keep up with your mortgage payments? Whether it's your home, vacation, or investment property, there are loan workout options available. To help you sort through all the noise in the marketplace, The Real Estate Guys has written a free 18-page report called What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. In this special report, you'll discover the single most important thing the lender looks for before agreeing to modify your loan. Plus, you'll be able to weigh the pros and cons of hiring a professional versus doing it yourself, and much, much more. All you need to do to get your copy is email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. It's free, it's confidential, and it's yours when you send your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Hope is not a strategy. Start your own economic bailout plan today. Get the Real Estate Guys free report, What You Must Know Before Attempting a Loan Workout. Email your request to workout at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks for tuning in uh, this week and every week. We've got a great show for you. Before we tell you what we're going to talk about, let's meet the guys who are going to help talk about it, our co-host and financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. Hey there. And uh, the man we call the godfather of real estate because he's been investing in seven different decades, Bob Helms. Gentlemen, great to be with you here today. We have a uh, interesting topic today. You know, we often ask, compared to what? you're making a real estate investment and you're going to take some of those hard-earned dollars and invest in something, people say, well, is this a good investment? And our answer is pretty much standard uh, compared to what? Compared to what else you could do with the money, what else you could do with your time uh, and so forth. It's no secret that uh, real estate's taken a hit, which means it's on sale. So there's lots of opportunity today. Uh, But I also think that uh, today people are running a little scared. Well, I think one of the things that's going on in a market like this is you come out of extreme distress as an investor And you look at risk differently. You look for more hedging strategies. You look for more conservative uh, types of investments. Uh, Clearly, we're watching what's happening with the dollar, and people are thinking about where's the best place to keep my cash. Uh, We've watched the market take away huge amounts of equity in uh, proportions that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And that's scary. And then you start thinking when you're watching all these banks failing, where can I even put money that's safe? I mean, what's really safe? And so there's a lot of paradigm shifting going on right now in this particular market because of, of, of what we've gone through. Boy, that's for sure. I think we just see people kind of paralyzed. You know, they're, they're in shock here uh, because you can't rely on the things you've relied on regularly for quite some time. So um, you really don't know quite what to do. We, we get a lot of... Uh, uh, separate inquiries from people asking about what to do, what should I do? And of course, we're always discussing compared to what, what are your options? What's your long-term plan? Absolutely. And and it is difficult today, right? I mean, you remember the heyday, right? When real estate was the darling and our seminars had 500 people in them. And, you know, it was, I mean, it was just amazing how much interest there was. And today it's a whole different dynamic. People, savvy people are still very interested in finding opportunity, but it looks a lot different than it did. And a lot of the folks that uh, took a beating in, in the last couple of years uh, have decided to just throw the towel in, which is sad as can be. This is the time the money's made. So now's the time to, to be focused on it. But I think it's more important than ever that we get educated as, as real estate investors. And, and one of the things we're going to talk about today is hedging your bet, your real estate bets, if you will, with life insurance. Now, as soon as I say life insurance, people are reaching for the radio dial. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait just a minute. Our guest today is going to have you thinking very different about even what life insurance is, let alone whether or not you need any and all of that. We're not here to sell you life insurance or even sell you on the idea of life insurance. But as a real estate investor... 
insurance already ties in to my business. Well, sure. Insurance is huge. Insurance, I mean, what the major thing insurance does is it provides liquidity for you um, when something happens. So businesses buy it in key man type policies to create liquidity, to buy out a partner or to replace somebody who has a very important role and it would take a lot of time and money and the company would be exposed. Obviously families purchase it to protect the people who are dependent upon a primary breadwinner. So a lot of times we think of, of life insurance really as just something that happens when somebody dies. And over the last few decades, and especially the last couple of decades, uh, really insurance has come out and in, in reinvented Invented itself to a large degree uh, to allow people to look at it as something as a financial tool that you can benefit from while you're alive. And that's, that's pretty cool. And the other thing is, 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 you know, even if, even though we're the real estate guys and this shows about real estate, Real estate is a wealth building tool, but it's only one part of the package. I mean, we talk all the time about estate planning and tax planning. We certainly talk about insurance and risk management. In addition to wealth building and dealing with tenants and managing equity and mortgages, we spend a lot of time talking about economics because we've certainly seen that what goes on at the macro level trickles all the way down to your portfolio and how much equity you have and what interest rates you're paying and the availability of capital and whether your tenants have jobs or not. So it's, it's, if, you're, if you're a serious real estate investor, and I think at this point most people who are still in the game are serious because all the wannabes and also-rans have kind of left the business. But if you're serious about being a real estate investor, then you have to be able to look at, at the bigger picture. And so I think a show like this is timely because it brings a perspective and a new way of looking at some things that I think uh, a, a serious real estate investor can really benefit from you know after more than a dozen years on the radio it's uh, pretty clear for anyone who's listening for any amount of time that we're not a bunch of hypesters that just go out there and, and do the get rich quick you know kind of kind of deal it's much more about education i would almost say that we take a kind of a financial planning approach to your investment life and our guest today is uh, very much a non-traditional uh, financial planner if you will uh, she has an amazing background uh, in in banking and uh, a stint at the law firm and uh, what she does today is really help people people uh, become more prosperous. Let's uh, say hello uh, to Kim Butler. Hi, Kim. Hello. Glad to be here with you guys today. Hey, thanks for uh, taking the time to be on uh, the show today. I know one of the things we wanted to ask you about, uh, since you have uh, a lot of experience here, is uh, just maybe what some of the similarities are between uh, between real estate and, and life insurance. Absolutely. I want to pick up on something you were saying earlier about insurance creating liquidity. And you gave a whole bunch of examples of how the liquidity happens at death. And one of the things I want to help the listeners learn today is that insurance creates liquidity during life. And you hit on it. You know, it's funny. We talk about this product called life insurance as if the only thing it had to do was about death. Right. But life insurance can actually help us while we're living, and it helps us build our real estate. It helps us buy more real estate. It helps create liquidity, which helps us protect the real estate. You guys are all about wealth building and making money, but you're also, because you look at the risks and the other things, you're also about wealth protecting, and that's what the insurance does. Life insurance will protect the real estate deals that you have. It will help you with hard times. It will create liquidity, and the real estate product, whether you look at it, you know, residential, commercial, doesn't matter, but obviously investment real estate works exactly like life insurance does. All right. Well, uh, I knew you'd be just the person to talk to about this uh, from what we've heard. So um, if we're a real estate investor today, I mean, it's it's obvious that, you know, a lot of people understand life insurance in the terms of it's been taught to them by some sort of insurance salesperson. But I think what we have to do is, is peel that back and say, wait a minute, as a real estate investor specifically, I'm going to use this tool in maybe a different way. Yes. So let's first be clear that I'm going to be speaking mostly about whole life insurance, W-H-O-L-E the kind that's been around for 100 years, and it's the product that works the most similarly to real estate. And as we head into the show, I'll be giving specific examples of the five or six or even seven or eight things that real estate does and an equivalent five, six, seven, or eight things that life insurance does. All right. Well, a lot of the folks who are listening probably understand the difference between whole life insurance and some of the other types of insurance, but uh, give us a quick primer uh, in, in what you're talking about when you say whole life insurance. Sure. So let's also be clear that the alternative or the additional, really, much better word, 
is term insurance, and you have all the people out there talking about buying term insurance and investing the difference. So let's be clear that term insurance is basically death insurance. You pay, you die, somebody gets. Very simple. Then the other half of the equation is whole life, and then there are a variety of other insurances called permanent insurance that one would equate to whole life. They're universal, they're variable, they're equity index. And we could argue that they work similarly, but whole life is the one that's been around the longest. It's survived the depression. It's survived all the world wars. Most of the companies that have offered it have been around 100 years or more. And it's the one, the whole life, that operates the most like life insurance because it has the, sorry, the whole life operates the most like real estate because it has the most guarantees and has the most similar functions to real estate, whereas universal variable equity index, et cetera, tend to be more stock market related. And we're talking about real estate. We want a product that acts like real estate. So the term part of the insurance is pretty simple. You pay some uh, amount of premium based on uh, risk and your age and your health and all that. Uh, that's going to provide some death benefit at, at your demise. But the, the, And there is that component. There, there's a death benefit associated with whole life insurance. But the better part of it, if you will, is that uh, there's the, the life part of the life insurance. Yes. And really, most people out there, especially your listeners, are going to want to have both term insurance and whole life and so which combination they have is, of course, going to be very specific to their situation. But your basic person out there that needs the death benefit is going to have probably the bulk of it is term insurance. But the part that they want to use with their real estate, that they want to use while they're living, needs to have cash value. And whole life has cash value, which can support the real estate investments. And that's really when you talk about liquidity, the fact that your whole life insurance uh, does have cash value in it. Uh, how uh, do I view that liquidity? How can it help me? Why is it important to me, Kim? Great. Love that. That's my favorite question. So let's be clear that the first year or so inside the whole life insurance is not real liquid. But just like any business, just like any investment, the first little bit can be tough. But once we get going, we can really make some progress. So cash value operates just like we might think that it would because of its name. It is liquid cash, and it can be used to borrow against or to withdraw, to invest in real estate, or to help make payments on investment real estate if tenants are gone, or to help improve real estate if an improvement is needed for a, like a fix and flip deal or it can even just help the bank know that, hey, we've got liquidity here, but our liquidity, instead of sitting in the bank at 1% taxable, our cash value is held in an insurance company earning, I'm going to say 4 or 5 maybe 6% tax-free, but completely liquid. And real estate investors don't want to see that as an either-or. It's not real estate or life insurance. It's real estate and life insurance because the two together can work so much better than real estate and cash at the bank. Absolutely. And uh, tax-free is definitely something we're going to talk about when we come back. Our guest is Kim Butler. We're talking about hedging your real estate bets with the right life insurance and understanding how can that can play a role in uh, your liquidity and some other things that we'll talk about when we return. This is the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. You realize that real estate investing is a proven path for building wealth. You're making valuable contacts and building a team. The only thing missing? A system to manage your business. Introducing Trevo, the real estate investor's virtual office. T-R-E-I-V-O. Trevo.com can be accessed anywhere at any time. Trevo is a real estate evaluation tool, a rental management tool, a data repository, a contact management system, a website creation tool. Trevo provides all of these features for only $9 a month. Visit Trevo.com today to start your free 30-day trial. T-R-E-I-V-O. Hi, this is Kim Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Woman, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. 
Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Heard every weekend on this fine radio station and all the time at realestateguysradio.com. If you miss a show on the air, you can go to our site and uh, hear it again. Or if you like a show a lot, you can just play it over and over and over. That's what I do when I'm not here on the radio. I just play our old shows over and over again. <laughs> Don't you, Russ? I do. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> That's because uh, we don't have lives. But uh, that what we do have is, is a lot of knowledge, and today we're learning something. We learn something every week on the show, but this uh, this is really having us uh, think differently. We're breaking some uh, some paradigms today. Our guest is Kim Butler, and uh, Kim is a non-traditional financial planner. Uh, tell us what that means, Kim. <laughs> means we do the opposite of what everybody else does. Which is usually Isn't a pretty that good how plan. You get results in this world. <laughs> it sure is. You know, one of my favorite scenes from Caddyshack is uh, when Ronnie Dagerfield is saying, "Sell, sell, sell." What? They're all selling? Well, then buy, buy, buy. Right? We <laughs> we want to do what other because because let's face it, traditional wisdom in most areas is what breeds mediocrity. Right? I mean, the diversification. Uh, you know, our common friend Robert Kiyosaki talks about this all the time. This is not a. Th- uh, you know, th- you've got to separate yourself from what common thinking is. You don't want to be common. You you want to you want to think differently. And and because we're talking about financial matters, it's easy to do the math. You were talking about the fact that ca- the cash value in your life insurance isn't just a matter of getting maybe a higher return than at the bank, but you can actually have your money grow tax free. Can you speak to that? Certainly. So cash value of whole life insurance grows tax deferred, that's the technical term, but then as long as the policy stays in force for your whole life, where do you think they get the name of the product, whole life, that money is usable in a tax-free environment. And when we take a look at the fact that it earns 4, 5, 6% without taxes, and we compare that to a typical taxable, like, savings account or money market fund, that's a drastic difference. For most real estate investors, their income tax bracket can be up there. And so to have cash that's earning not only a higher rate of return, but a rate of return that is without tax is very valuable. And as I've said a couple times here, it's what makes whole life insurance work exactly like real estate. Because we know that real estate also grows without taxes. Well, cash value of life insurance grows without taxes. We know that there's ways to work other tax advantages around real estate, and life insurance has an equivalent way. So those two products work identically. All right. And when we look at any investment, we're not just looking at the return, but we're looking at the tax benefits. And, and uh, I think another thing that, that, that we're looking at as investors is the, the safety or stability. You mentioned before that most of these insurance companies we're talking about you know, aren't fly-by-night organizations. They've been around hundreds of years. How does the stability of the insurance industry weigh into this? That's a great question. It's a big concern for people right now. You know, earlier you were talking about really looking at the numbers, and looking at the numbers means looking at the company that's storing your cash. And if you're going to have real estate, the larger and larger your real estate portfolio gets, the more and more cash you need to support that, because cash enables us to take advantage of opportunity. Well, the insurance industry is stronger, more highly rated, and has been around longer than any bank in our country. And so we know as real estate investors that we need access to what a bank does, which is basically lending. But as real estate investors that have life insurance in their portfolio as well, because they're hedging their real estate bets, as you've titled the show today, they can use the life insurance company as their source for borrowing is their source for cash to do the deals that they need to do with their real estate. And we actually have software that enables somebody to literally calculate the rate of return on their real estate deal and calculate the rate of return that the life insurance can help them get because of the use of cash value in combination with their real estate. So that we're not just working on concept, but we're actually working on exact numbers. And the folks over at BeYourBank.com have the ability to use that software, and they help their clients individually make those numbers, follow the math, follow the money, make sure the real estate deal is doing what it's supposed to do, and make sure that the security and the safety of the cash is at a place that will be secure and safe for many, many decades to 
overcome. Yeah, and I think it's a huge point that uh, that's more on people's mind than it probably ever has been with what we've been through in the extreme economic uh, turmoil we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, and so folks who maybe weren't thinking about it before need to start looking into what are the options that I have. And, uh, of course, um, I was going to ask you, and you kind of answered the question, uh, how would you counsel somebody to decide what makes sense for them? If I'm an investor, does it depend on my season and my investment career on how much I have in assets, on my age? How, what are the variables when you're considering as a real estate investor just how much life insurance, whole life insurance uh, you need to get? Well, I think we can really start with cash flow. Kiyosaki's favorite word, our word, it's what we focus everything on. What kind of cash flow do you have available to run through insurance? And that's a critical verb. Notice I did not say to run to insurance. So whether somebody's got cash flow off real estate deals, cash flow from their business, cash flow from a job, they can focus first on 10 grand a year, 100 grand a year, a million a year, a dollar a year. I mean, it really doesn't matter what the number is. But if they can focus on the cash flow, then taking into consideration those other variables, which are age and the other income and assets that they have, that will help them determine how much life insurance they should have or need or what have you. And that's not really as critical as the premium payments that they can put in. And if I can talk to that for just a minute, you know, it's funny. People get so upset about having to make life insurance premium payments, <laughs> but we all make mortgage payments. Right. And we love making mortgage payments, either with our money or with our renter's money, because we know that that's helping build our asset. Uh, I like but the second one better. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're voting. <laughs> well, we separated those two, and they really shouldn't be. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you you look at the, the way that uh, a real estate investor views what they're going to do. And most people listen to our show, our real estate investors in general, are, are not, it's not their full-time gig, right? They maybe get up, they have a job, they go to work, they do that, and in their part-time, in their spare time, they assemble a real estate portfolio. And so when you're looking at what your insurance needs are, there's more to consider than just the rental properties. Absolutely. So that's something that the folks at Be Your Bank would take into consideration. And insurance is one of those things, especially life insurance, that really needs some individual help. You can't just call an up an 800 number and get it done. But one of the things that we do with clients is to have them take the profits off their real estate deal and use those as premium payments and then borrow against the cash value that they've built to buy more real estate which then kicks off more profits, which can then just keep the cycle going. And as we know, in true economics, when money is moving, it is doing good work. But when money sits still, it's dead. And so we want to keep money moving, which is why I used that verb earlier, in that we're running money through life insurance, not to it. A very different way to look at it. And this is pretty intriguing, taking the cash flow from your property, running it through your insurance, if you will. You know it's protected. You know it's tax deferred. You know you have access to it and liquidity. And then having access to that to now run back through your property if, if need be. This, uh, this requires just a little different level of thinking. You're right. And it's very well done. It's well documented. It's been around forever, both the real estate and the life insurance, and it works. And how nice in our economy to find something that actually works. And, and you said it well, it helps protect the wealth. We've got to build the wealth, but we've got to protect it too. And right now people's minds are almost more on the keeping of their money than they are on the making of their money. Well, we're seeing that just across the board. Uh, people are definitely interested in preserving uh, their principal. Uh, and, and, you know, a modest gain is great. And if I can look at, at safety. And the thing is, as a real estate investor, I may have different markets I'm in, different product types, different uh, tenant structures where I have more risk in a certain property than, than another property. And this is a way to, to, to really focus on something that is more stable. You know, Maybe you're not going to have the runaway giant gains that you might see in some of the deals that are being schlepped around today in real estate. But at the same time, you're not going to be thrown upside down like you were uh, in the last couple of years if you've ridden, if you've ridden through that. If, uh, if you want more information, uh, we'll, we'll tell you how to do this at the end, but, but you can check out Be Your Bank 
thinktank.com uh, and get uh, a free report there where they talk about uh, this because you know it's a lot to get your mind around and uh, in a short period of time today. So uh, so check that out for sure. Uh, now, Kim, uh, w- when we first uh, talked, you told me something uh, that I thought was a, an interesting phrase. It was prosperity economics. Can you speak to that? Certainly. You asked earlier about the term non-traditional financial planning. We finally, over 20 years, have developed a term that I think better describes what we do with our clients and what the folks at Be Your Bank do, and that is to practice prosperity economics. And most real estate investors know that financial planning and the typical way that we think of it is very stock market-oriented, and there's maybe nothing wrong with that, but I find that real estate investors don't really work with that as well. And so most of the financial planners out there deal with the stock market. And they don't really understand real estate, and most of them don't understand whole life insurance either. So we've got some kindred spirits there. And prosperity economics is just basic economics that Kiyosaki's preach, that the Austrian economic group preaches. There's a variety of others out there that really focus on what are the seven main principles of building and protecting wealth. And one of them is the movement of money. And both real estate and life insurance enable money to be moved. We were talking about those payments earlier. Well, prosperity economics says, hey, your mortgage payment is a good thing. Your life insurance premium is a good thing. It gets money to move. And as we've talked about, money that's moving is more effective. And that's what prosperity economics preaches. The other thing that it talks about is once money moves, then it does more than one job. Real estate's a great example of $1 doing about eight different jobs. And life insurance is a great example of $1 doing about eight different jobs. If we put those two together, now we've got a prosperous economy. And that's what we're preaching, that's what we're practicing, that's what our clients do. See, we told you it'd be a cool show. I'm glad you're still tuned in. Stay with us. We're going to come back and uh, ask him a couple more cool questions. And it's going to be a chance for you to win a prize. That's right. Real Estate Trivia is up next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. You put your money in the bank to keep it safe. But where does the bank put theirs? Life insurance. Did you know Wells Fargo increased its holdings in life insurance 400% from 2008 to 2009? Why? Liquidity, safety, tax benefits, and positive returns. Sound good? Let Paradigm Life show you how to profit from the creative use of one of the most stable financial products of all. It's not just for the mega wealthy. For a free report, send an email to life at realestateguysradio.com or visit beyourbank.com. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet uh, signed up for our newsletter, that's why you're not getting it. Go to our website at realestateguysradio.com and uh, you can sign up. It's free. It comes to you. It's beautiful and it's got lots of fun stuff in it. And uh, it's just gone out too. But uh, it doesn't mean you shouldn't sign up uh, early and often for our uh, newsletter because uh, you'll get the next one. Heck, we may be able to give you this one still. Uh, Our guest today is Kim Butler, and we're talking about hedging your real estate bets with life insurance. Before we get back to Kim, let's play Real Estate Trivia. How it works is I'm going to ask you a real estate trivia question, and you're going to come up with the answer and then email it to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your physical mailing address, and the answer to today's question. And the first person with the right guess wins an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. Then we take all the correct answers for the week and have a drawing for a second book. That way, if you're listening on iTunes or after the fact on our website or somebody forwarded you the MP3, whatever it is, you still have a chance uh, to win within the week. And uh, that's how it works. So before we get to this week's trivia question, which I really had to search for. Uh, Last week on the show, we talked about how you can use real estate to send your kid to college, maybe even for free. And our question was, uh, we were talking with attorney Jeff Lerman about uh, the uh, case study of his looking at sending his daughter to college and and should he buy a a, a student student housing, a a condo or a house in the area. Anyway, the trivia question was, 
in the movie Animal House, where was the Delta House actually located? And uh, the answer, surprisingly, the University of Oregon was the actual Delta House. So there you go. But that is not the trivia question this week. This week, no, it's far more important. Here we go. The International Puppet Museum boasts a collection of more than 6,000 puppets. On what general slab of real estate is it located? So where is the International Puppet Museum located? And, and I'll give you a hint. It's the International Puppet Museum. All right, if you want to take a guess or if you know, then send us the answer along with your uh, mailing address and your name to uh, trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That is today's real estate uh, trivia question. We're talking about uh, many of the similarities between whole life insurance and real estate. And our guest is Kim Butler, and she's been uh, help e- helping to educate us about uh, some of these things in ways that we haven't thought about before. So we really appreciate that, uh, Kim. Now, you spoke earlier in the show, uh, really at the beginning, about uh, this concept. And we hear it a lot uh, from certain groups about the concept of buying term insurance, just the death part of insurance, and instead of spending the extra money for whole life insurance and in, in investing the difference and and really i think the premise there is that somehow the insurance company doesn't know how to invest its uh, th- that money but but can you speak to where that mentality comes from and 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 how this tool that we're talking about uh really does work absolutely the buy term invest the difference game got started i believe in the 70s with the advent of more and more people getting involved in the stock market and in controlling their own investments And I want to state that in Prosperity Economics, we believe that almost every client should have both whole life insurance and term insurance. So in other words, they should buy term insurance and whole life, and whole life is not an investment. It's a place to store cash. We've talked about liquidity. We've talked about tax benefits, but it is a place to store cash. It's not designed to compete with the stock market or the real estate investment or the oil and gas deal or whatever else anybody has. It's designed to compete, if you wanted to look at it that way, with savings accounts, money markets, not even CDs. I mean, the CD's not liquid. We could get at it with a penalty, but it's still not something that we would consider liquid. Yeah, excellent point. Really, people need to have both. Okay, and so what you're looking at is the term insurance that's going to satisfy that need. Your whole policy, whole life policy, is a place to store your cash for all the reasons we talked about. And then your real estate to kind of provide your long-term growth and and cash flow and and equity and so forth. Now, you talked about some other similarities. Are there other things that uh, you need to point out about insurance and, and real estate? Yes, you mentioned earlier in the ad about the case study of sending kids to college using real estate. The two best ways to pay for college, and I realize in in that case it was more where's the kid going to live, but the two best ways to pay for college are real estate and life insurance. And you could say and or because it depends on the situation. Maybe you're going to use one, maybe the other. But as we talk about how similar those two products are, I want to shift gears just real briefly to what happens when we sell because part of buying real estate is selling it and knowing when to sell. And a lot of the experts you guys have talk about how important the exit strategy is in addition to the entry strategy. Sure. So when people have life insurance and they're selling real estate, they have much more flexibility because of the death benefit. Our whole focus has been on cash value. And people are going to use their cash value from whenever they buy the life insurance policy, probably into their 70s or 80s. But did you know that you could actually use the death benefit of your life insurance policy while you're living? Oh, tell us about that. It will help you sell your real estate in the most tax-efficient manner possible. And one of the ways that is talked about out there a lot is the Charitable Remainder Trust, So obviously that's not a concept to get involved with today, but it is something that can help us when we're selling real estate and it enables the tax benefits to play through. So the life insurance can help real estate and when we're selling it, it enables us to be more flexible, have more potential, different ways to take the income all while using the death benefit while we're living. And so this is typically in your 70s and 80s, 
But, you know, people want to sell real estate when they're 40, 50 years old as well. And the use of the death benefit then, again, in combination with the real estate, can help them sell their real estate, can help them educate their kids, can help them buy more real estate. It's all a fluid environment where the two really support each other. All right, great stuff. Now, I know, Kim, that uh, you certainly are used to educating people about uh, the benefits of uh, whole life insurance and really taking kind of that holistic approach uh, as a non-traditional financial planner. When you share these ideas with people, what are some of the main questions that come up or or where are some of the objections that that you see to to people that are, are trying to look at this information for the first time? Well, I love that you've said both questions and objections, because really objections are just questions. It's things that people don't know. And it is sad that our whole society that's in the, you know, from like the 70s till today that's been investing, depending on what age we are, is very in the dark about how whole life insurance works. And the, the first question that always comes up is, oh, I hear that's a terrible investment. And it is, but it's not supposed to be. As we talked earlier, life insurance should be compared to cash, not compared to an investment. So that's the first thing. The second thing, and you've used this term a bit too, is I don't need insurance. And nobody does. In fact, an insured isn't the person that needs it anyway. It's right. the, the family, the, you know, the leftover. But we have single guys, confirmed bachelors, never to be married, never to have kids, that use their life insurance. It's not anything about needing. It's about using and living with and helping. And as we've talked about, both the life insurance cash value and the life insurance death benefit can play a role there. So it doesn't matter whether somebody thinks they need it or not. It's whether they can use it or not, and we can show them how to do that. Excellent. And then, thank you. And do you want another one? I I, know. Yep, I sure do. No, one more would be great. Well, I think the biggest, and thank you for letting me have a third one out there, is that people hear the buy term invest the difference or um, don't need the insurance at all, and then they stop. And they don't take the time to get educated. And life insurance, like real estate, has a lot of moving parts. And so people get frustrated with it. Oh, I don't want to learn. There's weird language. There's paid-up additions and loans and death benefits and all sorts of weird terminology and those moving parts of an insurance policy that people have to learn. And real estate investors know that. You've got to roll up your sleeves and learn and dig in a little bit further and go past the surface. And so the people that are willing to do that will benefit from it. Excellent point, and uh, really that's the folks who are listening and the people who are interested enough in learning and expanding uh, their paradigms. And uh, if you want more information on uh, this topic, a great place to go is to beyourbank.com. You can uh, download a free special report that they've prepared for you and uh, really get thinking about uh, what makes sense for you in your real estate uh, investing career. Kim, thanks so much for your time today. It has been absolutely illuminating, and, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. Happy to be included. Thanks much. All right. There's uh, Kim Butler, our uh, non-traditional financial planner, and uh, certainly uh, she knows her way around uh, an insurance policy. You know, it's uh, really interesting for me because I have a little bit of background in insurance, and, and I certainly have an understanding of the whole argument of buy term and invest the difference. And for me, uh, the real eye-opener was this idea that buy term and invest the difference was really about combining a death benefit with an investment. And and that's the way it always gets broken down. And of course, the idea was you would do far better in mutual funds than you would at the paltry rate of return on a life insurance policy. You could make the same argument that if I were to buy death benefit and put it in a bank account, it wouldn't perform very well. But the notion that the cash value uh, insurance policy, the whole life policy is really there to function as almost a bank account, but a place to store cash. Like we've talked about the idea of perhaps storing some idle cash in gold for the same concept is that, hey, the dollar has got issues. And if I put it in gold, uh, I'm still fairly liquid. Uh, and it's kind of a unique concept. And so I have this picture on my piece of paper here in front of me with bank and high yield cash and supplemental death benefit and equity. And you realize that you have these different buckets in your, in your, in your portfolio. 
And just the idea of understanding that what the role that a whole life insurance policy could play, especially with her advocating death benefit through term, was like, wow, that, that was uh, very interesting for me. All right. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about not just kicking the bucket, but maximizing all those buckets as we compare real estate to life insurance. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. it's no secret we like to have fun on the real estate guys but there's nothing fun about facing foreclosure or struggling to make payments on an upside down mortgage you know we get more requests for our loan workout report than all of our other reports combined so we know there's a big need out there that's why we've looked for companies that provide solutions for distressed property owners and put them on the resource directory on our website one company we've been getting good feedback on is home rescue financial services they'll connect you to qualified professionals who can help stop or stall foreclosure renegotiate your loan or get you out of the property without a foreclosure on your record. The point is, if you need help, don't go it alone. Professional help is available, and it's more affordable than you might think. Call our resource hotline today at 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resource page at realestateguysradio.com. That's 888-510-6838, extension 108, or visit the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Hey, welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, and thanks for tuning in. If you enjoy our show as much as we do, uh, tell your friends, <laughs> pass it along, and uh, let's uh, spread the wealth, shall we? A uh, big thanks to Kim Butler for sharing some of her valuable time with us, and uh, great stuff. I know I learned some stuff, guys. What about you? I really did. I was It was just interesting looking at it differently. Like Russ, I have a, just a smidgen of insurance background, but that tends to make you think, well, I know about all that stuff. The, the biggest thing that came to me out of this, maybe two or three things, but the most important consideration was the one that these dollars, you said, Russ, this isn't the best place to invest your money. But it isn't, she isn't looking at it as though it were an investment. She's looking at it as though it were a better bank because your money will grow better and it's being done by companies that have a longer and better history than any bank in the United States. So well, that's not a that's not a minor point. I mean, if you look at and we were talking about this on, on the break, uh, the role of FDIC insurance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have FDIC insurance today because during the Great Depression, banks failed and people lost faith in banks. And banks, in order to attract money back in, had to have some type of a guarantee, and the taxpayers had to back that up. But it's interesting that life insurance companies were huge repositories of funds during the Great Depression, and we don't have life insurance fdic insurance we don't you know it's not that way insurance companies uh have been for the most part much more prudently run uh have handled huge amounts of cash very responsibly uh, within their industry they are highly regulated at the state level and insurance companies certainly do fail from time to time but you don't hear or read about life insurance company failures going on in this tough recession like you hear about record bank failures going on and so uh, you know, for my money, if you really understand the way the insurance companies are put together with their conservative balance sheets and the way they make financial decisions and their strong capitalization, number two, their cross insurance of one another so that if something fails, the other companies step in. Number three, the very tight regulation they're under, which I would say, you know, is probably on par, if not more so than what goes on with the banks. And their track record, to Bob's point, which is phenomenal, and the fact that you can get, instead of 1% or 2% taxable, you can get 4 to 5% you know, tax-deferred with complete liquidity, I don't know. That's pretty compelling. It is compelling. And, and again, it's, you have to view it as a tool, not as an outcome. And what, what I really appreciate is Kim's not here to sell you insurance. We certainly aren't here to sell you insurance. We want to give you as many tools as you have, as you can have in your arsenal as a real estate investor to say what makes the most sense for me. And I think it just is prudent to take a look at this vehicle as a place to run some cash through, as she said. Well, especially right now. I mean, one of the things, obviously, we spent a lot of time, uh, maybe a disproportionate amount of time on the show for the last several months on topics of 
dealing with the lessons of the recession and how do we go forward and make sure that we extricate ourselves from bad situations, but also how do we structure ourselves going forward? I bet you people who, you know, understood this philosophy back in 2005 and were peeling equity out of properties and dumping it into these types of insurance policies as a safe haven, just like people who maybe did the same thing and dumped it into gold. They have big smiles on their faces right now. Oh, they're easy to identify. You can see them in the airport. They're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so understanding what all your options are, it's not saying this is right for everybody or it's wrong for everybody. The fact is, is that it is about education and just understanding uh, what can you do to hedge your bets because when you, when you are investing in real estate, you are typically on the optimistic side of the scale. You're assuming inflation is going to happen. You're assuming rents are going to increase. You're assuming that your expenses are going to be with you know, within reason so that you'll be able to have, you know, a net positive cash flow at the end of the day. Uh, but things do go wrong, as we found, and sometimes they go wrong when you least expect it. So is it prudent when you do have equity and you do have excess cash flow to begin to funnel that someplace? And if so, what is that someplace or what are those some places? And I think that based on just the little bit that we've learned today from Kim, that this topic and this product is something you probably want to spend some time and learn a little bit more about. You can do that by downloading the free report at beyourbank.com, beyourbank.com. Pretty simple. Uh, just uh, go to the website and, and you can uh, study more on this topic. And if it sounds like it's of interest to you, that's what you should do. Another place that uh, you can spend some time really studying and learning and getting around some bright minds is the 8th Annual Investor Summit at Sea, and it is just around the corner. We are so excited to be going on our 8th Real Estate Investor Cruise, and uh, we'd love to have you come with us. Only a couple of cabins remain, but we'll uh, make sure we find a way to get one of them to you. Yeah, there's not much time left, and so we aren't here to sell you life insurance, but we're definitely here to sell you on coming on the cruise. Big time. <laughs> come with us. Because it's a great time. We've never had anybody come off that thing and go, oh, gee, that was a waste of time and money. In fact, most of the people who come every year are people that have come before, and we take surveys after every event and people love the education uh, but there's something that just happens you know you can listen to radio shows you can go to seminars and sit in the audience you can go to webinars but when you're living on a little ship for a week with people and you're eating dinner with them and you're you're having drinks with them and you're karaokeing with them well uh, and and you just you just you're living together and you're talking about this topic because it's what brought you all together there's just things that happen on the ship that uh, that are things you learn that you just you can't get anywhere else. And, and the, when you look at the people we're bringing on this trip, I mean, a chance to get close to these guys, Ken McElroy, Wayne Palmer and uh, Garrett Sutton. Wow. Uh, what a value. Yeah, it's going to be extraordinary. And uh, we'd love to have you come with us. Lots of fun in there, too. Plus, we're stopping at some amazing ports, uh, one of which we're going to do a real estate shore excursion on and uh, show you what's happening in the beautiful country of Belize. You hear us talk about Belize. We like it for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, we're going to take you there on one of the days of the cruise and uh, show you exactly why we're excited about it. You know, uh, a little plus. We're going out of New Orleans. We're going to have jazz and jambalaya on the way there and on the way back, if you like. That's just another little nicety. There you go. Plus, uh, back joining us again this year, uh, the amazing Jorge Buccio from Little Italy. Uh, this guy is amazing. You're going to have so much fun with Jorge. He's an entertainer, uh, and uh, boy, what a great guy. He's been coming on these cruises for a lot of years with us, and he'll have us uh, uh, singing and dancing and having a lot of fun, and you will learn more in this week about real estate than you probably will the whole rest of the year. Anyway, um, enough of uh, shameless self-promotion of our cruise. Get to our site at realestateguysradio.com. Click on Cruise, and uh, you can find out how to go. Uh, the, the bigger uh, picture is just that you got to continue your education. In these times especially, it is important to get educated and stay educated, and stuff changes, right? All of us, I think, in this room uh, this week had different ideas about life insurance until we heard from Kim. We definitely have a new paradigm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, especially for me, uh, and you know, my study of the it took topic, a lot to win you over. It on did, this topic, it did, it did. And, and my study of the topic, uh, certainly, you know, needs to continue, but my opinions were formed over 20 years ago. And during that time, uh, you know, the world looked a certain way. The stock market looked a certain way. You know, I look at the stock market a lot different. I've, I've been listening to the things that Mr. Kiyosaki has to say about the stock market and Rich Dad's prophecy and just the, the common sense. I mean, one of the things I've always thought is that we would not see a huge increase in interest rates because there would always be a huge pool of money at this particular season in history uh, of people looking for income-producing investments. Of course, I didn't anticipate the complete meltdown of the mortgage-backed 
security market and the distrust people would have. I wish you had called that one a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? But uh, but but the the point is is that I think that, that many people believe that money is not going to be flowing into the stock market as much as it's going to be flowing out of the stock market. And and you have to wonder how strong is the stock market really going to be for equity growth over the next 10 or 15 years uh, as the baby boomers are pretty much forced to take money out. And then the question is, is where is money going to be? And how safe are the banks? And what are the yields going to be there? And, and you know, we obviously like real estate because real estate is a permanent part of human existence and people need roofs over their heads and it's not a fad. And, and uh, you know, I don't care what age you are, you need, a, you need a, a roof if you're living. So we think real estate is a great place to play. But we also know that it's only part of an overall financial plan. And so getting educated on all the other components and understanding how they all fit together is very important. And I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. I think this show was fabulous. I'm looking forward to learning more. All right. Well, next week on the program, we got a great topic for you. A lot of folks are wondering after the aftermath, what do I do now? I'm in properties that maybe I don't want to be in. Um, should I sell? Should I stay in? Should I cut my losses? That's what we're going to talk about next week on the show. And uh, it's based on uh, a lot of conversations we've had with individual investors and kind of where our collective mindset is on it. So tune in for that. And uh, we appreciate uh, your attention today. Big thanks to Kim Butler for uh, her contribution to the show, to Jathan, our engineer, and to all the great sponsors. Uh, we appreciate them. Uh, Uh, more than they know. We'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Until then, remember, equity does happen if you know where to look. This airing of the Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors, Global Property Network, referrals to the world and properties to your doorstep. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN or online at globalpropertynetwork.com. Trivio. Extend your Trivio.com trial for 60 days when you use the promotional code Real Estate Guys. Go online to T-R-E-I-V-O.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Log on to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Guys to get a free audiobook download of your choice. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com.